Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Guys, we're finishing up our series this week called The Forgotten One. Now, I entitled the series that because for most of us, the concept of the Holy Spirit is almost like, yeah, we know He's there, we know we're saved, we know we've received Him when we're saved, and it's almost like we go throughout our daily lives without any thought about Him whatsoever. And so we've been talking about that for the last few weeks, about trying to understand who the person of the Holy Spirit is. And so we're kind of going to bring it all together now, to this last lesson talking about that you have been gifted by the Spirit. And what does that mean? Let me just, you know, before I talk about the gifting issue, let me just kind of remind you that, again, there are two extremes that people have when it comes to the person of the Holy Spirit and what he does in our lives. There's the one extreme that's over here, and that's where we downplay the Holy Spirit and his role in our life where we make up whole theologies about why the Holy Spirit doesn't work today and why he doesn't work the same way that he did in the book of Acts or so forth. And we just kind of downplay him. And and it's like, yeah, we know he's there. Yeah, we know he's in our life. But we really don't give any more thought beyond him. The other extreme is, is that where basically the concept of the Holy Spirit is the experience that I have. It's the manifestation. It's what I'm looking for in him as far as what I can experience and so forth. So that's the other extreme. So on one extreme, we downplay him. The other extreme is what I can get from him. Where we want to be is, especially today in this study, is we want to be right where the Bible says. It's going to have a middle of the road between the two extremes to be biblical. And especially concerning this issue of gifts, because when we talk about spiritual gifts, immediately you can have all kinds of things going through your minds as far as what they are. But I'll be honest with you, what they are is the abilities that God gives you to be used by you as he works through you for his service in this world, and especially in the church. So let's look at it. We're going to look at verses 4 through 11. The Apostle Paul is writing a church who was struggling with, they had some abuses concerning the gifts in their church, and so he wants them to understand what the gifts are, and how they benefit us as a church and how they benefit you. So look with me at verse 4. He says this, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activity, but the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But the one and same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. 
what are we going to do today is we're going to look at these verses and we're going to kind of divide them up into two sections. We're going to see, first of all, the diversity of the gifts. And then we're going to see the empowerment to perform the gifts. So let's look, first of all, at the diversity. We're going to look at verses 4 through 6. Here's the first thing Paul tells us, verse 4. There are a diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. The first thing we've got to understand is, is that when we talk about gifts, we're talking about that there are a diversity of gifts and ministries. There are a diversity of gifts and ministries. What do you mean by that, George? Well, we just had that expressed today in our service. My gift is teaching. My gift isn't singing. Aren't you glad? My gift is preaching. My gift isn't picking a guitar or playing a bass. My gift is exhortation on a one-on-one level of encouraging you to grow in your faith. But for another, it may be gift of service. There are a diversity of gifts. In fact, here's how diverse they are. You're going to see here, we just looked at in these verses, there's a list of gifts that are lifted here. There's a list of gifts that are lifted in Romans. There's a list of gifts that are listed in Ephesians. The gifts don't match in these lists. What does that tell you? I believe that there are partial lists. There are actually more gifts than what the Scripture talks about. And the fact is, is that there are a diversity of gifts as there are a diversity of ministries. What do I mean by that? Acts of service that you and I can perform. That's what Paul's saying here. What else does he say here? Gifts are not natural abilities. So let me just stop for a moment, because you might be saying, well, I don't have any natural abilities, so I must not be gifted. What I want you to understand is this. Gifts are not natural abilities. When you talk about having a gift, it doesn't come out of your natural ability or your practice. Why? Here's the third point. God is the source. Look at what he says there. Look at with me. Verse 4 through 6. There are diversities of gifts, but what? The same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but what? The same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God, notice what it says, who works all in all. What's he saying here? He's saying is, is that these gifts are not your natural ability. They are given to you by God because he's the source of the gift in your life. He's the one who gifts you to do whatever it is that he wants you to do in a church among God's people. And so you and I need to recognize that. So let me just stop for a moment. Some of you are sitting here and you're thinking, whoa, that sounds good, but I don't know that that's true for me. That sounds good, but I don't know that that has anything to do with where I'm at because I don't have any gifts, George. Well, you don't have any gifts that you're aware of. Because here's what I want you to see. We're going to look at the next thing. We're going to talk about empowerment here. When you look at verses 7 through 11, look at what verse 7 says. Look at what he says here. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Here's what I want you to see. First point. The Spirit gifts each believer. The Spirit gifts each believer believer. Now what does that mean, George? Well, here's what it means. If you're here, if you've trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've committed your life to Him, 
He has saved you, forgiven you, cleansed you, caused you to enter into a new relationship with Him, placed you within the church. Here's what He's saying. The Holy Spirit entered into your life. When He enters into your life, He gifts you. He gives you abilities to serve Him. Little old you. You say, well, I don't know that I have that. Well, you're not aware of them right now. You haven't really considered it because here's what we do. We tend to focus on the outward gifts. What do you mean by that? Well, we look at somebody like me and we say, well, I can't do like him. There's no way I can be a preacher. No way I can do teaching like that. We tend to look at the outward gifts, the gifts that that gain, quote, glory or honor or whatever. But here's the reality. Your gifts may be such that are more important than some guy getting up here spouting off. Do you understand what I'm saying? In fact, if you go on into the passage a little bit further, Paul uses the illustration of the body. So let me just ask you a question. Which do you think is more important in your body, your mouth or your heart? Can we stop your mouth and you keep living? Or can we stop your heart and you keep living? Can you live without your heart? No. Can you live without your mouth? Your family maybe wants you to. Do you know what I'm saying? You can a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? How evident is your heart? Can everybody see your heart? I mean, I'm not I'm talking about your physical cardiopulmonary muscle. I mean, you can see that. Nobody can see that unless they show you an MRI or something or a CAT scan. You're saying all we see is the outward things. But you need your heart. And so you need your lungs, you need your liver, your pancreas. Those are things that you need. You could chop my hand off, I can still function, right? So here's the thing. Each of you are gifted. You've got to grasp that reality. God has given you gifts to be used in the church. And he knows just what gifts to give you. In fact, here, go on, let's go with me. That's verse 7. Look at what else he says. The Spirit does this for the church's benefit. Now, why does he give you a gift? Just for you to feel important? Just for you to, to feel, have, you know, feel like significance because, well, I have this gift and you don't. Does he do that for just you? I'm going to tell you it's the exact opposite. It isn't just for you. In fact, you're, you're on the bottom of the totem pole of the reason why he gives you a gift. He gives you a gift for everybody else. You understand what I'm saying? So think about it for a moment. We've, remember those two extremes? You've got the extreme over here that downplays him, that's got whole theologies developed, that says he doesn't work today. In this world over here, we can't quite grasp the spiritual gift issue because we, really doesn't, we don't really need him. In this world over here, the whole gift is, is what I can get from the gift. But what Paul is saying, the apostle is saying, it's the gifts are not for you personally. Look at what he says, verse 7. For the profit of all. That's for everybody else's benefit. Your gifts that he's given you spiritually through the Spirit are for the benefit of everybody else here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's you've got to understand. So yes, you are gifted, and it's for everybody else. Let's go on. What else does he say here? Each person's giftedness is different. Each person's giftedness is different. And aren't you glad for that? What do you mean? Look, look with me. Verse 8 through 12. He goes through 8 through 12, and he says, 
And for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. He's going on, he's listing a bunch of gifts, and he says, to one, he has this gift. To another, he has this gift. Each person's gifts are different. We don't need to be seeking after the same gift. We need to be seeking after the gift that God has given us to know what it is so that it can be used for the benefit of everyone else here. Do you understand? So that he can work through the body, which is his church, to do what he's going to do. Each of us are gifted in some way. And our giftedness is different. Aren't you glad for that? Because with the diversity of gifts within our church, we all benefit We shouldn't all be seeking after the same gift. We should be seeking after the gift that God gave us to be used within his working. He goes on and he says, our giftedness is different. Here's what he, he tells us. The Spirit empowers all gifts. The Spirit empowers all gifts. Look at what it says in verse 11. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things. So when you think, for instance, in Paul's, Paul's day, there were some who had the gift of healing, some who had the word of knowledge, some who had gift of prophecies. Here's what he's saying. That, it, you know, yeah, the gifts were different and their, and their abilities and whatever they were able to do through the Spirit were different to help that church. It, but it was the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit in each believer who was empowering it. Isn't that interesting? Talk about having a bigger picture. Here's what the passage is. He says there's this diversity of gifts, and he listed all these gifts. The gifts are different. Each person is gifted differently. Here's the issue. It's the same Spirit who empowers all. Now, here's what I want you to help you understand what I mean by that. How many of you have ever been in charge of a job site where you're the guy who's coordinating all of the activities? How many of you have had that privilege of doing that kind of work? Okay, we've got a few guys here, Okay. So you and so you're the one who coordinates and you got the big picture of what's going on, okay? So let's say we've got this digging project. So you got one guy, you're going to have him dig the ditch. You got another guy who's going to work on the gravel. One guy's going to do all this other job. Now, their jobs are different what they do. But they're all important, right? But here you are, you're the job, you're the job site guy, you're the manager or you're the boss or whatever. And you know when one job needs to be done before the other job. You also have to crisis manage between, you know, making sure everybody's happy as they work together. Because you've got the bigger picture in mind of what you want to see happen down the road. Everybody understand what I'm talking about? Everybody comprehend? That's kind of a simplistic view of it. You guys who've done it know it's probably more than that. But it's kind of simplistic. Here's my point of what I want you to see. Here's the Holy Spirit. We are the bride of Christ. We are the church. He inhabits every one of us. And he wants all of us to move towards what Christ wants us to be. And so what he does is he gifts each and every one of us with gifts so that they function in a certain way at a certain time. And he coordinates those gifts to function properly in a body so that we, the church, become who we're supposed to be. Do you understand? He empowers us for a purpose. Not for me to feel like, hey, I'm doing great with my gift. 
No, but it's for Christ's purpose. For what the Holy Spirit wants us to be. He's the one who empowers all the gifts. Now think it. Let's stop, take a step back for a moment. Last week we talked about disappointing God. Remember that series? Last week? And he talked about do not quench the Holy Spirit. The word quench there also means to smother. And in the context of the passage, it means to smother the working of the Spirit within the church. Do you see how your sin now can smother the work of the Spirit in a church if you're smothering what He wants to do through you through the giftedness He's given you? So let's go back to our illustration for a moment. You're the boss. You've got this group of guys. And let's say the guy that you need has got this important job. You need that job done first so that the rest of the guys can do what they need to do. But he calls in sick that day. Or if he does come to the job site, he's just plain lazy. How's that affecting the rest of the work? Is it affecting it? Is it going to be on time? Is it going to accomplish what it needs to accomplish? Now, we won't discuss what you guys do to get the guy to do the work, okay? But the point is, is that he's quenching the job, isn't he? He's affecting the whole. This is what he's talking about here. See, the Spirit empowers all of us so that all of our gifts work together for one purpose. For the church to become like Jesus wants it to become. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? That's a whole different perspective. That's the perspective of the apostle here. So he empowers all gifts. Now here's the other point. Here's what you've got to understand. Look with me at the last part of verse 11. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. What's the apostle saying here? Paul's saying this. The Spirit gives the gifts as He wills. It's not an issue of whether or not you want to be the kind of, have that gift of encouragement and become a note writer. Well, I'm going to develop that gift now. I'm going to force myself. I don't, I don't really, I'm not a compassionate person, but I'm going to write notes now. Can I tell you something? Hang it up. Because what you write will not be encouraging. Okay? Just give it up. The giftedness that you have from the Spirit is not what you want it to be. The giftedness that you have from the Spirit is what He wants for you. Because He looks at you and He decides, this is what I want Him or her to do within the church. Do you understand? You can't make yourself do another gift. If you're not gifted in that area, don't try. You know what I'm saying? I mean, compassion. If you're a prophet and you're one of those say-so people, speak your mind type of thing, compassion doesn't come easily to you, I can almost guarantee you, you're never going to encourage anybody. So don't even try working on it. Have you ever had somebody like that try to encourage you? Oh, I see you're hurt there on the floor. Why don't you get yourself off the floor then? It doesn't work. But you have somebody who has a gift of mercy and love, which that other kind of person doesn't like. They're just too soft. 
That's not the issue. The issue is, is what gift the Spirit gives to you. Now, you might be saying here, wait a minute now, George. How do I know what he's given me to do? The giftedness to do. Here's how you know. He will tell you to do jobs or service or ministries in the area in which you're gifted. He'll tell you to do jobs, services, or ministries in the area that you're gifted. Now, a lot of us, because we don't know how we're gifted, will immediately, when the Holy Spirit tells us to do something, to say, oh, I can't do that. I don't, I don't have the ability to do that. How do you know that? If you don't know what your gifts are, well, I can't do that. I've never been trained in that area. I've never... No, remember now, it's not a, not a natural ability. It's a Spirit-empowered ability for His purpose. And if the Holy Spirit is leading you in an area to do something for Him, guess what? He'll empower you to do it. He'll give you the strength and the wisdom to do it. And you need to recognize that. Quit trying to be like somebody else. Be the person God called you to be. To work in His church with the giftedness that He's given you. If you don't know what it is, you just need to pay attention to what it is that He guides you to do. And like I said, let's go back to to me. I know that He's gifted me to teach because that's all I want to do is teach. I can tell you right now, he didn't gift me to write cards. To be that kind of encourager. He said, okay, George, how do we, how do we bring this all together? What, how does this fit for us as we're, we're wrapping up this series on the forgotten one, as we're, we're trying to understand the Holy Spirit? It's, okay, so I understand I'm gifted. He's gifted me. How do we wrap this up? How do I bring something home for me? Well, here's the first thing. Recognize that you are important to the church. Recognize that you are important to the church. You've got to recognize that. Don't come in here thinking that you're some second-class citizen. Don't come in here thinking that you're less than. Don't come in here and think, well, you know, I've messed up. There's no way you could ever use me. Hogwash. There's forgiveness. And yeah, maybe you can't do some things, but let me tell you something. There are things that he wants you to do because he gifts you to do them. Period. You're important. Don't ever think otherwise. And your importance to the church has nothing to do, listen to me, has nothing to do with your education level, has nothing to do with what kind of job you have, has nothing to do with how much money you have in the bank, has nothing to do with where you live in town, what part of town you live in, whether you own or rent, has nothing to do with your marital status, whether you've been married always to one person or you're divorced or you're single. Your importance has nothing to do with any of that. Your importance has to do with the fact that Jesus Christ died for you, gave his life for you on the cross, 
And now you belong to Him, and you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has gifted you, you, to do something within a church. You're important. See, what happens is, is we live in a society where we have different levels of people. We work at jobs where we have different levels of people. And you know that there are those who are up there, and then there are the rest of us. But that doesn't exist in the church. All of us have been given gifts for a purpose to be used in the church. Nobody's better than the other. Because we're all what? Sinners saved by grace. Do you understand? You're important to the church. Don't ever think that you are less than. Don't ever think that we can live without you. Because we can't. You are important. Here's the other thing. Allow the Spirit to guide you into service. See, He's gifted you because He wants you to do something for the church, for the benefit of everybody else here. So you need to allow Him to guide you into that service. Now here again, here's the problem. Here's what we've done. Because of church being around for a long time, we've reduced church down to just a few people who have a few jobs, and the rest of us are just here to look at it and spectate, fill a seat, put a gift in the offering. Well, yeah, that may be the way the rest of the world operates, but that's not what Jesus wanted for his church. Jesus wanted for his church where every one of us is important to the church, so every one of us has something to contribute in some way. And here's what I believe. I don't believe he just gives you one gift. I believe for some of us he gives us multiple gifts. And what he's wanting to do is he's wanting to use you to serve people. So allow him to do that. Allow the Holy Spirit to communicate to you what you need to do. And believe me, folks, he will. Because he will come to you and he will say to you, you know, hey, your neighbor over in the next pew, I notice he's got an issue. I know you can take care of it. I want you to do this. But here's what we do. Here's, I ain't got time for that. My wallet's not big enough. You don't know what my week's been like, Lord. Here's what I want you to see. That's all excuses. Because he will give you what you need to do what he tells you to do. Period. But you've got to allow the Spirit to guide you into service. You're important to us, but allow the Spirit to guide you into service. So here's our action point. Here's what you need to do this week as we take this lesson, as we wrap up this series, and we recognize that we have that relationship with the Holy Spirit as we pursue it. What do we need to do here? Here's what you need to do. Ask the Spirit to work through you. What kind of church would we be if all of us began to use the gifts that He's given us individually? To benefit everybody else here. Not the organization, because sometimes that's how we are with churches. We're doing everything for the organization. We couldn't care less about that here. We're interested in us because we're a family. What can we do for each other? You know, and I've seen that. I can say that as your pastor, okay? The Holy Spirit gifting us to do work for each other. That's what needs to happen. So you're sitting here and you say, well, I'm I'm of no use to the church. You know what? You believed a lie. You're important. And we need you. We need you. And you need to understand that he's gifted you for a purpose here. Let him do that purpose.
Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.